Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Lord, what a day. We love this day. When we remember, truthfully, Lord, we live in the good of this every day. But particularly today, Easter Sunday, you are risen. You're glorified. You're the conquering king. And we believe you're soon to return. And we're looking forward to it, Lord. For the best is yet to come. Amen and amen. Please take your seats. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about what is Easter all about. I'm going to give you five, at least, maybe, maybe a few more that are on here, facts that the Daily Mirror reported about Easter. So these must be true, because they're from the Daily Mirror, but they say this, in case you didn't know it, 500 million Cadbury cream eggs are produced every year. If they were all stacked on top of each other, the pile would be 10 times taller than Mount Everest. Hip, hip. (laughs) Number two, on average, children in the UK get 8.8 Easter eggs every year. Over 80 million boxed Easter eggs are sold at Easter in the UK each year. Number three, the tallest chocolate Easter egg was made in Italy. There's a picture of it. In 2011, it is 10.39 meters high and weighed 7,200 kilograms. That makes it taller than a giraffe and heavier than an elephant. Life-changing stuff, hey? Well, this one, until 2018, it was illegal to sell alcohol on Good Friday in Ireland. The only way you could get around the ban was to have a drink on the train, on the water, or in the air. In Germany, number five, it's still technically illegal to dance on Good Friday. That's all right for most Christians, anyway. (laughs) Out of respect for religious holidays, most German states ban dancing on public on Good Friday. A couple more facts. This this wasn't from the mirror. But in the USA, 90 million chocolate bunnies and 91.4 billion eggs are produced every year. Then the last one here... When people gorge on Easter bunnies, 76% bite off the ears first, and 5% go for the feet, and 4% opt for the tail. Did I hear an R? So is that what Easter is all about? Wow, that was a resounding response then. No! There's nothing wrong with your chocolate or biting the bunnies Yes, or backside off. Enjoy your chocolate. But this isn't what Easter is all about. I will be fair to the Daily Mirror because I was a little negative, I think, there. And they did say this. Number one, they wrote, Easter is widely considered as the most important Christian festival. It commemorates the resurrection of Jesus Christ three days after his crucifixion. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. If I dare use the word simply, and I use the word simply to mean wholly, completely, 
Easter, Resurrection Sunday, is about a man who lived on this earth, died a sinner's death, but three days later rose from the dead. It's simply about the miracle of resurrection. Hip, hip. Now, this isn't about resuscitation. There's been a lot of people throughout life who've experienced resuscitation. In case you don't know, most of them who've already experienced it, or a lot of them who have, they've either they're on the way to death again or they've already died. In history, up until now, there's only been one resurrected man. I say up until now because we're going to talk a little bit about how the gospel is about other resurrections as well because that's what Christians are destined for. But this was the first one. It's simply about the miracle of resurrection. And if there is no Easter Sunday, if there is no resurrection day, then this world is without hope. You are without hope. If this day didn't happen, we haven't got a chance. There is no good news. It's all bad news. If resurrection day didn't happen, we are to be pitied amongst all people for being here, deluding ourselves today with billions of other people across the world who claim he rose from the dead. Now, what I've just said there is effectively what the Apostle Paul says in the Bible. And I think on Easter Sunday, there's one chapter that you should all read. If you want to know what chapter to read, go home and read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There's over 50 verses in it, and I'd like to read it all today, but they only give me 20 minutes. Oh, thank you for that spontaneous response. But I'm going to read some of it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Listen to this. I'm going to just have to pick some verses. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. This is verse 16, 1 Corinthians 15. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. In other words, if there's no resurrection day, there's no chance of salvation. You're stuck in your condition of sin. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Some of you are looking forward to seeing your loved ones in the age to come. If there's no resurrection day, you're never going to see them. You're without hope. You just never see them again. Dead, death is, is dead, that's it. No, if there's no resurrection day, you never, no comfort for you. you got no hope. Those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only, this is bad news, isn't it? You all look miserable now, but this is, what, this is what the Paul says. It's bad news after bad news. If there's no resurrection, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Then verse 20. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. First fruits means this, this first fruit, the, this sign of the fruit that comes means there's other fruit that's still to come. We can guarantee that harvest because of this little fruit that's come here. Because of one man. Don't get distracted, Steve. Read the Bible. <laughs> but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, 
The resurrection of the dead also comes through, amen. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he's put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he's put everything under his feet. Let's just drop down a little bit. If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. It doesn't have any bearing on today. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Drop down to this one, verse 42. I told you I wanted to read all of it. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body is so perishable. It is raised imperishable. It's sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown a natural body as it goes into the grave. It's raised a spiritual body. And then the last few verses. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? It was read to us earlier. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So because of the resurrection, it's good news after good news after good news. I've got 150 good news lines here. No, I've got three of what the resurrection means for us. Number one, because of the bodily, physical resurrection of a man in history, Jesus Christ, there's hope for planet Earth. And I mean planet Earth. I'm starting there because our world is realizing more and more there is little hope for planet Earth if things carry on as they are. I was listening to a, a program yesterday on mental health issues. And now today it's a very real issue. People have mental health issues. They are struggling with anxiety because of the state of the physical planet Earth. Now it's not all there is about salvation but you better believe because of the re resurrection, the first fruits, we can guarantee there's a good future for planet Earth. Let me read a verse to you from Revelation, the book of endings. John, looking into heaven, says this, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and testimony they had maintained. So these are martyrs who've gone ahead into heaven before the age to come comes. And they're looking at the events of the earth and they're crying out this. They're saying, they cry out, how long, Lord, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe and this is what they were told, wait a little longer. You see, the dead are in heaven waiting for the resurrection. They've gone ahead, their bodies have yet to be resurrected and joined with their souls or their spirits but they're looking on at the injustices of the earth and they're crying out, how long is this going to go on for? Anybody relate? We're alive and we're looking around the earth. How long is this going to go on for? How long all these injustices? How long is it going to last, Lord? And he gives them some white robes to wear and he says to them, just wait a little longer because there's a day coming when he will return He'll judge the living and the dead. And then he promises that there will be a recreation, not different to the old one, but better than the old one. There's a verse that is in the New Testament where Jesus says this, truly I tell you, this is Matthew 19, 
at the renewal of all things when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne. Do you hear that word? The renewal of all things. The word that's actually used there is the word that, that means Genesis again. When Jesus returns, there's going to be a restoring of this earth to Genesis again. Well, it was right at the beginning, Eden, where we have this relationship with God. We can walk and we can talk and we can relate to him. There'll be a returning to Eden restored. Only plus and better than, because that's our God. There's hope for planet Earth because of resurrection. Number two, I'm only giving you three, remember? The bodily, physical resurrection of Jesus Christ, a man in history, is good news and gives hope for my and your body. Because we're going to get a new one. And it's going to be a lot like this one, but it's going to be better. We read it in 1 Corinthians 15 there, that he's the first fruits from the dead. For as a man, by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. When Jesus died and then rose from the dead, his body was recognizable, yet he could do some things that he didn't do before. The way he appeared to the disciples and then suddenly was gone. I'm looking forward to being able to do that because my body's going to be like his body. It's going to be a glorified body. It's going to be a spiritual body. There's not, these bodies aren't bad, they're just inadequate. And, and the older you get, the more you realize that. They're just, not up, they're just not up to standard. But there's a new body that's coming that one day, and I'm quite looking forward to this, being able to just be here and then somewhere else in a moment. You know that walking on water stuff Jesus did? I know that was you know, post-resurrection, but I reckon we're going to be able to do that in heaven. I mean, I've done that before. It was on a frozen lake in Finland, but it, 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 you know, we, we can, we can we'll experience those kind of things. If some of you think that heaven is going to be boring, and a lot of people think this, heaven's going to be like one long church service. I mean, it's good for an hour and a half, guys, but I wouldn't want to be here all week, would you? I mean, this is great, but every day? One of the songs we're singing, I'm sorry to mention this, it goes, this is what heaven sounds like. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> it's a great song. Well, I hope it's better than that one. <laughs> this is what heaven sounds like, really? Give me a break. Heaven, well, I don't even like using the term heaven because the way the Bible describes it, heaven is where those who have died ahead have gone now, but it's not heaven we're looking for. I'm sorry if I've ever said heaven is my home. Heaven isn't my home. The new heaven and the new earth is my home, ultimately. That's where I will belong. That's what I've been fitted for, or I will be fitted for, with my new glorious resurrection body. Amen. And you too. It talks about us getting rewards in heaven according to what we do here on the earth. I'll come on to that in a minute. And part of the reward is that there's going to be work for us to do. Praise God for work. Amen. Heaven isn't drinking bad coffee out of a styrofoam cup and singing songs forever. It's about drinking good coffee and good wine in the best of jars that are created in heaven. Well, we do a job 
that's fulfilling and satisfying without weeds and without pain, without suffering and without crying. Oh, there'll be some songs to sing as well. Of course there will. And then we'll be singing, this is what heaven sounds like. (laughs) It's going to include Sabbath and rest. Somehow it's going to include all good things. It's going to be the best. And all we can do in this life is taste because because that future kingdom came into the present with the resurrection of Jesus, because the future came into the present, we can taste of that a little bit and drag it by faith into the present. So that's why we believe in healing. Our God heals. I'm going to read you a little story from a lady called Barbara. What was her name? Barbara Kaminsky. See, people ask me, why do you believe in miracles? Is it because you see people healed? Well, it helps. But I believe in miracles because of the resurrection. I believe in miracles because someone's conquered the grave. And this poor lady, Barbara, was one of the most, this is her doctor writing. Dr. Harold Adolf writes this. "Barbara, Barbara was one of the most hopelessly ill patients I ever saw. She was diagnosed at the Mayo Clinic as having multiple sclerosis. She'd been admitted to the hospital seven times in the year that I was first to asked to see her. Each time she was expected to die. One diaphragm was completely paralyzed so that the lung was non-functional. And the other worked less than 50%. She had a trachotomy, tracheotomy tube in her neck for breathing. Also, always required extra oxygen and could speak only in short sentences because she easily became breathless. Her abdomen was swollen grotesquely because the muscles of her intestine did not work, nor would her bladder function. She'd not been able to walk for seven years. Her hand and arm movements were poorly coordinated and she was blind except for two small areas in each eye. And then a couple of friends went to visit her. And this is what happened when the friends visited. Listen to it in the words of Barbara herself. Take a look at this. June 7th, 1981, I'll never forget it. It was a day like any other day for me. That was one spent confined to bed, unable to breathe on my own, hooked up to machines, a tracheostomy tube in my neck, my arms curled up, my legs curled up. I lay there trapped inside my own body is really how it felt. I had two friends over. They came over all the time. They were from my church. My church family never forgot me. So while they were there, I still remember exactly what they were reading when all of a sudden um, I heard a booming, authoritative, loud voice over my shoulder over here say, my child, get up and walk. And there was nobody else in the room. And there was no one else in the room, and the door was over here. There were windows over this way. And instantly I knew it was God. But instantly I also knew that my friends didn't hear that, Hmm. which is kind of interesting to me. And I needed to share with them what I heard. Well, I had this tracheostomy tube in my neck, that's how I breathed, and I had hands that did not work. So my friends said whenever I looked agitated, they knew I wanted to talk. So they'd come and plug the hole in my neck. And I said, I don't know what you're gonna think about this, but God just told me to get up and walk. And my friends got really quiet. (laughs) I know, but he really did tell me to get up and walk. Run, get my family. I want them to be here. And um, my friends all of a sudden jumped up. And while they jumped, so did I. I was so excited, I couldn't wait for anyone. 
and I literally jumped out of the bed. This, this is where you'd almost have to have known me to see how totally impossible that was. So this time, I remember reaching up and pulling my oxygen off my neck. I remember that. And then I jumped toward the voice. My friends are over here, but I jumped towards the voice. And as I jumped up, the first thing I remember isn't what I would think I would remember, but I jumped out of the bed and I looked and I saw my feet. They were flat on the ground, just like everyone else's, which sounds normal, but not for me. I had foot drops so badly I couldn't even wear slippers on my feet. They were so curled. So when I jumped up to have feet flat, I was amazed and stood staring at my feet. And when I did that, I jumped like this, and then I saw my hands. And they were open, and they never opened. And so now they were open, and I stood staring at them, and then it dawned on me I could see me. That's what I would have thought I would have noticed mm. first, was my vision, but I didn't. It I was noticed back, you could see. It was back, I was perfectly fine. And I stood staring again for a little while, just feeling what it felt like to look at and see me. And then I turned, and that's when we were like women. We all started jumping up and down, screaming and thanking the Lord. I remember I didn't understand anything, except where once I was real sick, I was well again. And it has to be God. That's all I knew. <laughs> well, people say to me, why don't everyone get, does get healed? I don't know. But I know some people do. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. By the way, that lady's better off now than she's ever been. How do I know? She's dead. She died of natural causes 15 or 20 years later. That was filmed about, I think, 16 years ago. She's now in glory, waiting for that resurrection body. Number three and final one, I finish with this. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the physical bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, means that he will judge the world with righteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, anyone watching online, there's a day of judgment coming where he will separate those that are his and have called on him, and he will judge those who are his, but not with the judgment of condemnation, but a judgment of reward. Amen. This is what it says in Acts chapter 17. The times of ignorance God overlooked. You can't be ignorant from evermore. But now he commands all people everywhere, everywhere, to repent. That means change your mind. Because he has fixed a day, there's a day set, on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man, a man who is worthy, the man Christ Jesus, whom he has appointed. And of this he has given us assurance to all by raising him from the dead. The assurance we have that there's a day of judgment is because Christ has been raised from the dead. And everyone is accountable. No despot who blows the brain out before they're captured no evil ruler, no Putin who's doing whatever he thinks in the earth and he thinks he can get away with it. No one gets away with judgment. God will judge both the living and the dead. For you and I, if we're followers of Jesus, it doesn't have to be a thing of dread. Come on. I want the day of judgment to come so as I can receive my reward and go into the glory of the age to come eventually, but of heaven, if it's before Jesus returns. And the way to obtaining that is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me close with these words of Jesus. 
Because this is what we believe and this is what we repeat at funerals. We grieve at funerals, but not like those who have no hope if we know the people who have died are followers of the way. We have hope. These are the words of Jesus. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Then he asked them a question. Do you believe this? I do. Yes, I do. Do you? Online? Do you? We want to show you a little story of a guy from the church here, actually in Colchester, but part of one church, of Lee Dark and what difference God has made in his life. Take a look at this. Believe it or not, for the last 10 to 12 years, uh, I've not actually uh, attended church properly. Uh, I was heavily involved in our old church uh, with youth work. Uh, we took a year out, uh, spent time with the youth, going into schools, talking about Christianity, talking about God. Uh, and then basically uh, the, the world got hold of me. Uh, in, in 2008, I started traveling with work. Uh, but there was lots of distractions. Uh, you know, I wasn't focused on God. Uh, and then it just went downhill from there. Uh, I wasn't a nice person to be around uh, for, for my wife Vicky and, and for the family. Uh, I just w wasn't uh, a really good husband during that period. And then in 2009, uh, my, my granddad uh, sadly passed away whilst I was on uh, holiday, so I didn't get actually a proper goodbye. And that basically, I think, ripped whatever faith out of me, what, what I had left. Uh, and from then, uh, I only really tended to uh, church for any special occasions, for Christmas, for, for Easter, um, but didn't really speak to anyone. I kept myself to myself. I uh, had the opportunity to, to start a new job, which, which took me out of my, my account job at that time, which was sort of getting me uh, distracted and, and sucked into the world. Uh, still traveling to the US, but uh, not as much as I, as I was. Uh, but whilst I was traveling now, I started to listen to a Christian radio station, and it was almost like it started to uh, talk to me uh, a little bit uh, from there and trying to get the message across uh, and stuff. But in, in 2020, uh, me and Vicky thought about moving to, to Colchester, and then uh, we went up there, took us some houses, but we just didn't think it was the right time to, to move house with what was going on in the world uh, at that time. Uh, again, fast forward to, to 2021, and then uh, basically I've just felt, I felt a strong calling. I uh, wasn't sure what it was at that time, but I just knew I had to be in, in Colchester. Uh, but, but now that, that calling w w was God. Uh, and then so we went to look at houses, uh, we were all still not sure about what was going on, uh, but in, in a space of a weekend we, we sold our house. Uh, and then the following week, uh, never really sort of heard of C3, but someone mentioned it to us. So uh, we started to watch the online services with what was there and, and got really into that uh, online. One Sunday night I'd organised to have a Zoom call 
with, uh, with Mandy and Nigel, which uh, at that time Vicky didn't know about. So uh, we had a really good call with them. We was finding out more information about C3, about what kids' work there was, what youth work there was, because uh, we were concerned about sort of Ethan and Lucy uh, joining the church with us. Uh, and then the following weekend, we were on Discovery Track, which was uh, really good. So we got to learn some more and ask some more questions about C3. Uh, and then the following weekend was Move Weekend. Life has never been so different. I'm such more of a sociable person. We've made some great friends, uh, some great best friends. Uh, and relationship with, with Vicky and the family has, uh, has never been so much better. Uh, you know, Jesus is now the centre of that uh, relationship. So back in October, uh, I took the decision to, to reaffirm my faith in Jesus and, and was baptised. Uh, that was a really, really great day and I really felt the spirit uh, during that service. Uh, I head up the Culture to Production team and building out a really good team there. Uh, also do the digital media side with the camera work, which uh, I'm really enjoying. Uh, but life has, has never been better since moving to Colchester and, and joining uh, C3 and getting to know everyone. Uh, I know I will have to travel again with work, but I, I do know where I go, uh, God will go with me. One last reason why this day is important, what Easter is all about. Jesus changes lives today. He makes people like Lee Dark a better husband. He'll make you a better employee. Or if you're an employer, he'll make you a better employer. He'll make you more of the person you were meant to be as someone designed in the image and likeness of God. The resurrected, the physical, bodily resurrected Jesus Christ still changes lives today. Come next week and listen to all the stories of those being baptized. I'll tell you now, they are off the charts, miraculous, turning around of people's lives. We'll all cry together and we'll laugh together. Or some of you will laugh, but we'll do whatever. And we'll enjoy lives transformed. Only a resurrected Jesus can do that. Would you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. If you don't know Jesus, you can call out to him now with a prayer or for some maybe on Easter Sunday you once knew Jesus but you've walked away like Lee's story and you can come back today any day is a great do day to do it but today is a really good day to do it I'm going to pray a prayer in church we're all going to pray it out loud to help those that may be doing it for the first time or recommitting their lives to Jesus and at the end, I'll just say an amen, and then we'll keep our heads bowed, eyes closed. And if you are saying, yeah, I'm making that step, you don't know all the answers, but you're putting your faith in Jesus, then I would just say to you at the end, raise your hand, and we'd love to give you a Bible. It's going your way. Celebrate with you. It's the first step. It's not the end. It's the first step. But any journey starts with the first step. So pray this with me all out loud together. Say this. Lord Jesus. Thank you for Easter. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for giving your life for me. I give you my life. Jesus Christ, my Lord. Forgive my past. 
and give me a new start today. In your name I pray. Amen. Every head bowed, eyes closed. Just me and a few of the team that are looking so they can give you a Bible. Anyone in the room, raise your hand today. Say yeah. If you're online, write yes, yes in the chat box there. But anyone in the room, just raise your hand where you are right now so I can see you. We can get a Bible out to you. I'm looking across this auditorium. In Jesus' name, anybody. Don't worry about the person next to you. Thank you. Anybody else? Great decision. Someone over here. Thank you. I'm not rushing because this is an eternity-shaping decision. I'm going to ask one more time. Anyone want to join these two people, I think it is? Just raise your hand right now. Say yes to Jesus. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well done. Well done. See your hand too. Down here on the right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.